fellow planeswalkers. I'm James. Hi, I'm Corey. And you're listening to the newest episode of the Commander at Arms podcast. This week on the podcast, we're going to break down the multicolored commanders from Innistrad Midnight Hunt, which I know has already come out and we're a little bit late with this episode, but this is the only time we've been able to actually talk about them right now. And because you've got your hands on them, we're going to go through and just talk about the cards, how we feel about them, rate them ourselves, and see if we're excited to play them play them or not. Uh, and this week we have got Corey on the show again, because unfortunately Paul was not available. He's still settling into his new work schedule. Uh, so yeah, we've got Corey from the Commander Crew. Thanks for coming and hanging out, Corey. Hello, you guys are stuck with my sultry voice for one more week at least. So oh. sorry about that. But also, thanks for having me. No worries, mate. Anytime. Thank you for coming in and jumping in at the drop of a hat. I know I messaged you last minute about it. I was like, hey, man, do me a solid. Come and hang out again for another episode. Uh, so that's what we're doing now. Let's uh, let's pass through to our upkeep where I'm going to go through and I'm going to thank all the patrons for your love and support. Your support and patronship actually keeps the lights on here in the studio, uh, which may or may not just be my closet, um, but, you know, we do what we do when we can when we can. Uh, so, yeah, you guys help me keep the lights on here, keep my internet bill paid and my electricity bill paid. So uh, thank you very much. If you want to go and support our show directly, you can do that at patreon.com slash commander at arms. We, we get, you know, there's three different tiers in there. Go and check it out. Uh, we also have Mail Day and Interesting Finds here in our little upkeep trigger. Uh, Corey, have you found anything interesting in your collection or did you buy? Have you bought anything from Midnight Hunt yet? Uh, yeah, I got a set booster box um, uh, last Friday, I think it was, something like that. Um, I mean, nothing nothing insanely gr- oh, Actually, that's a lie. That is a bold-faced lie. I got a extended art foil uh, Renin 7. Um out of my box. Uh, <laughs> don't be, don't be coming on here and just like lying to my viewers and <laughs> my listeners. Straight up lie to everybody. Uh, wow. Yeah, no, I got a f- uh, extended art. Here it is, extended art Renin Seven, uh, which um, I've been debating on what to do with it because I don't really have a Lands Matters decks uh, deck. Excuse me. Um, I think what I'm going to do, and your folks are going to hear it here first. Uh, I'm going to do a giveaway uh, on this uh, sometime next week. Um, so I'm just going to give it away because I have no use for it. And I know a lot of people want it. So yeah, uh, I think I mean, that's, that's going to be what we do. That's an exclusive. We get to hear it here first, folks. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not going to ask for the details on how to how to enter that giveaway. But yeah, I don't, even, I don't even out. know them yet. <laughs> I mean, that's totally fair. Uh, but definitely go and check them out on Twitter and and like them. And how can they find you on Twitter? Uh, commandercrew.com. Oh, excuse me. Uh, that's a completely different thing. Um, twitter.com slash commander crew. No, the, uh, that for some uh, reason they would not let me do. So just twitter.com slash commander crew. Go and check them out. Go on, go and give them a follow. I'm sure you'll put a tweet out on how to win that extended art foil yeah. Ren N7. If I don't go and try and win it myself. <laughs> that's true. I still actually have to send you that, um, chatter thing I have. So. Don't let me forget oh, tonight. Yes. To to I need to I need to mail it out to you. So that's all right. That's remind all right. me no later. Worries. I will remind you after we finish recording this episode. A little bit of uh, housekeeping here that get people get to kind of insight. Um. All right. Cool. So that's mail it in. Interesting finds. I haven't found anything interesting in my collection, or have I bought anything? Actually, that's also a lie. Here I am <laughs> lying to people. Uh. I as you would have seen on Twitter or on Instagram. If you follow us there. If you don't, 
please go and check us out. We are at CMDR at Arms on both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, my best friends from Australia, Michael and Barry, actually uh, went splitsies in an old Norbone for me for my birthday. And it is the coolest thing that I have received for a birthday present in quite some time. Uh, no flame to anybody out there who thought that I may have gotten something from you guys. But anyway, uh, yeah, man, they surprised. My, my mate was just like, Michael was like, all right, you know, like that old Norbert looks really good on your hands. I was like, yeah, man, it's such a cool card. I'll get it sent out. And he's like, don't worry about it. Just, it's yours. We, you know, he was like, you know, we support everything you're doing. We're supporting, you know, he... They're supporting the fact that I do this podcast and, you know, it's it's kind of helping income situations and everything. And uh, he was like, you know, I wanted to give you I wanted to give you something that, you know, you could uh, you're going to use every day. And that was the old Norbone. And he said it was from him and Barry. And I want to thank you guys on here. I mean, it means the world to me that you support me and everyone else who, who patrons to us as well. And I love this card. I have loved That's this so nice. card since since we did the set review. Um it's it's the helm of one of my decks that you guys have seen on YouTube. If you haven't, go check out that that deck tech. It's old Norbone deck tech on YouTube. Um, I play this deck quite consistently, and it's slit it slotted straight into my gear ad deck as well. I took out another big old seven seven uh, commander staple in uh, Avenger of Zendikar. I took that out and put in old Norbone instead. Mm. So yeah, thanks guys for that. I really really appreciate it and. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna use it to uh to to beat them one day. <laughs> be like you did, you did this to me. You gave me this power. You did this to yourself. <laughs> and uh, speaking of the YouTube channel, go and check out our newest video, which is Marisol the Pretender. I know it's the same video as last week, but I just haven't had a time in my schedule yet to record a new video for you guys, and I do apologize for that quite profusely. I'm gonna try and get one out very soon. I have a really cool uh deck to to show off to the world that I built. I uh, need a little bit of fine-tuning before I'm ready to give it out to the world, but stay tuned for that one. If you want to check it out, go and check out uh, Commander at Arms on YouTube. Uh, that's where you'll find Mirasil. You'll find that old Norbone deck list. We do unboxings and everything else there as well. And now we have our play of the week. Corey, did you have a, uh, a play of the week or maybe just an interesting story about a game you have played? Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't call it, I don't think it's interesting. It was, it was a, I played a very grindy game, uh, last night, uh, with my good friends, uh, Donnie and Jen, um, and a new friend, uh, Louis Stardust. Uh, and I made the mistake of playing a deck that Donnie and Jen helped me build. And, uh, it is Yarok the Scorch Trash. Uh, excuse me, Yurlock the Scorch Trash, not Yarick. That's a different person. Uh, Yurlock the Scorch Trash. I call it the Trash Man deck. Um, it's an always sunny in Philadelphia reference. Uh, if you know what you're uh, know what you're into there. But anyway, um, <laughs> don't forget to pay the troll toll. <laughs> the troll toll. Uh, <laughs> what I do is I grab trash and I throw it around the ring. Anyway, um, you thought you could slip that that reference past me, but you can't slip it past me. We're just we're both just like trying to slip references. Like you try to we slip are. a. a uh, what is it? Bone saw reference by me. Anyway, I did. Um, so anyway, yeah, they knew that this deck, my Yurlock deck, is all about giving people like excess mana and then burning them out with it because it brings back mana burn as one of its abilities. Um, or excuse me, a player losing unspent mana causes that player to lose that much life. So it's basically mana burn. Um, and they just came in with like crazy life gain decks. Uh, and poor, I mean, poor Donnie died super quick in that game. It was like a two and a half, three hour game, and Donnie died like an hour into it. Um, and then Lua and Jen just kept gaining life 
And every time I try to burn them out with mana burn, they would just gain all the life right back. So it, it was just such a, gr- a grindy, like, you know, one of those games where you like, by the end of it, you're like, did I just have like, did I have a stroke? Like how, how long did this go for? Why is it, why is it so late? Yeah. Um, I've definitely had those games where like, uh, cause I set up the studio in the closet, which is where I was also set up to play magic. Uh, it's the same desk. It's the same place. And I would, I would come out and be like, what year is it? Yeah. You know, like I've just played like five hours worth of magic and it's like, what time is it? What time zone am I in? What yeah. year is it? Is it still January? Which it hasn't been January for nine months now, James. Jeez, you know. Exactly. That's when you started the, the game was yeah. in January. It's now September, buddy. You're like, welcome to oh, the world. Oh, man. Yeah, right. It's like the whole thing happened. I'm still here playing, you know, Graves Matters, Moldrothor. Yeah. Which I love that deck. Anyway. um, Yeah. And that kind of got into some conversation about like. One particular card that I think you and I both had a really good experience with. Uh, and when I say good, I mean, like, it's one of those cards that just kind of, like, troubles the stack. And that was, uh, was it Exquisite Blood. Yeah. I don't know if you've gotten to that point yet in your story, and I'm sorry that I jumped in there. No, no, no it's fine. So we were talking about Exquisite Blood in the pre-show chats that we usually have, kind of breaking down how we're going to run through the episode. Um and Exquisite Blood came up a lot this weekend for me as well. Um, yeah. For for my play of the week, again, not so much as a play as an experience, I got to go out to uh, Windows Comics and Collections in uh, Claremont, which is close to where I live. It's not my local uh, it's not my local store, but it's close enough that I could still go there comfortably. Uh, I was invited out there by my other mate, Corey, to play magic with him and his mate from the military. And he had a really interesting Erebos mono black deck that was artifact based. Hmm. So it's the only, only deck he owns. And every card that, that could be Masterworks was a Masterworks. And my jaw hit the table as soon as he was like, Here's my Masterworks Painter Servant and my Masterworks Grindstone and my Masterworks Soul Ring and like Mana Crypt and Mana Vault. And I'm like, oh my God. And my Gauntlet of Power, that's also a Masterworks. And I'm like, yeah. holy damn, man. Like you dropped some serious Gs on this deck and like I'd be keeping that thing close to heart, but those cards are beautiful. Just like playing it in, uh, in top loaders. Just trying to shuffle top oh. loaders together. <laughs> nah, he was just like flicking around like they were nothing. Like they were 25 cent commons. And I'm like, bro, that, that mana crypt's like 900 bucks. And it just gets flicked yeah. across, across the table. I mean, it wasn't that bad. But I mean, yeah, you know, he was like, here you go. Have, he was like, hold my deck. Touch my deck. Play with it. Like, here, look at it. You can totally like just look at every card. I was like, yep. I feel like I'm going, I don't feel like I'm insured to touch this. So I just like <laughs> put it on the table and picked up one card at a time and put it down. But anyway, uh, yeah, it was really fun. Uh, Exquisite Blood got to do Exquisite Blood things there. Yep. And then uh, earlier on in the week, I got to play uh, my partner's Mardu deck, which is Vile Smasher and Timna the Weaver. And Exquisite Blood stayed on the field for a lot longer than what it should have. And it did some pretty disgusting stuff and got me into a bolus of Citadel to where I could just storm off and win the game, which was kind of interesting. I mean, nine times out of 10 when I bolus a Citadel, I, uh, I whiff. It's always just a land on top and I have to figure Mm. out how to get the land off the top so that I can get further through the deck. Uh, but enough about all of that. Let's move through to our, our main phase one here. And this is where we're going to start slinging our own spells and playing our lands. Unless you're one of those players who plays lands in the main phase two, which I always saw as more of, more of like a competitive move. Yeah, it's like standard players thing. do. Standard and like, yeah, competitive players do that. Yeah, they always hold it. They always like just, they you know, 
untap, upkeep, draw, go to combat. And I'm like, well, you've got a whole main phase to work with, bro. But they're like, combat. I want to hold up my mana for combat tricks just in case. Yep. Psych my opponent out. And then do everything else in main phase two. Uh, but we're going to go through our main phase one. And we're going to start talking about the legendary commanders, which I guess all commanders are legendary, James. Way to, you know, know your... <laughs> Way to know your format, dude. Uh, we're going to go through the multicolored commanders from Midnight Hunt. So I guess Innistrad Midnight Hunt. And the first one we're going to start off here is with Sagata, Champion of Light. She is a Selesnia commander. So it's one green and two white for a 4-4 four, four legendary creature angel with Frample. So that is flying and trample. Uh, humans you control get plus one plus one and a new little I guess that's a keyword it's coven uh, so whenever Sagata attacks if you control three or more creatures with different powers look at the top five cards of your library you may reveal a human creature card from among them and put it into your hand put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order yeah that's cool not too hyped on this one <laughs> I mean I don't like Selesnya in general like I'm pretty I'm pretty biased here like Selesnya decks do the same thing to me over and over again like you're either going wide with tokens or uh, a specific creature type or you're gaining life so like this is this is I mean this is a great if you want to have a a humans deck that has green I guess this is pretty good but I feel like the one of the older Sagarda, Sagardas excuse me um, is probably better than this like I don't know I don't disagree with you on that one. I still like this card, but I think you're very right with the way that, like, Selesnya just does Selesnya things, and it's the same yeah. as, like, Simic doing Simic things, which I guess you can't really say with some of the new Selesnya, uh, uh, Simic commanders we've gotten so far, like, lately, like, Volo does very different things to what Simic usually does. Um, but, I mean, I would, I don't know if I'd play this card or not. Uh, I know I was talking to Paul, and he was like, humans is pretty good. And I was like, yeah, but wouldn't you just slot this into maybe a different commander we might come up to later? We, 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 we will get to later, sorry. Yep. yep. Um, yeah, is a little how you going, I think. Uh, I'm not overly excited to play her as a commander. Um, if, like, I can't even think of anything really to do with her. She doesn't really gain life or anything. I mean, she's she's a, a uh, she's a, an anthem on a creature, she's flying 4-4, four, four. you know, she's flying trample, she's got some decent evasion, um, I mean, if you can think of anything else to do with her, uh, let us know, at yeah. SamDR at Arms, go and, you know, go and tweet at us, uh, I think the whole idea of putting, you know, different amounts of powers on the battlefield could be an interesting and cool kind of, like, side game or mini game to play with this commander, Yeah, but, I don't know, she's an angel, she cares about humans, they kind I mean of go hand in hand in white. This is, yeah, this is basically just like if you want to make mono white humans and splash green. Yeah, pretty I much. Feel. I mean, the ability, the coven ability is cool, like being able to filter the top of your deck for some humans. Um, That's something that we kind of more need in those colors, anyways. Like more top deck, like not so much manipulation, but like do you though? ways to get into into other stuff. I don't know, maybe in green. I mean, you got like collected company, you got, you know, penance. There's like, there's a ton of things in white and green that like. Can filter your your top deck. I don't know. I mean, just, don't say uh, don't say Sylvan Library because I mean that's that's one hell of a card. Yeah, Sylvan Library exactly. <laughs> like, there's plenty of ways in green and white to do that. So I don't know. I feel like fair. like if you want to play humans, I, and I hate to say this because I know it pisses a lot of people off. And sorry, I I, I should ask before. Like, can I say I can swear? Right? Is that okay? Yeah, you're good. You're okay, good. It, it, it's like it, it's gonna this is gonna piss a lot of people off. But like, if you want to play humans, I'm sorry, play play Rick. Rick is the well, best. Well, that was one thing that humans that, that commander mentioned. Out there. Yeah, he was like, 
Rick just goes in this deck because Rick is yeah. good. And I understand that's going to annoy a lot of people. And again, that Rick Rick sits in the talk to your playgroup, talk to your meta, yeah. talk to your pods, have those rule zero conversations like we talked about last week and every other week until everybody understands that rule zero talks are the most important part of playing commander. Yeah. Because you need to know that you're on the same level as everyone else. Um and, and that's I mean, definitely, Rick is definitely a card that, or like it just the Walking Dead cards in general are, I mean, we could do, I could talk to you for hours about the Walking Dead cards, but um, that's, that's one of those divisive things that like you either love them and you don't care, or you're like dead fast set against them that, you know, just the word Rick triggers your like internal, you know, frustration. So, um, but unfortunately, I don't I, have that issue with Rick at all. Oh uh, yeah. Neither, uh, clearly I don't, but like. You know, I'm sorry. I hate to say it. If you want to play a mono white humans deck, there are a lot. There's a ton of great commanders for you, but Rick is, I think, the best. That's just me. I, That's just a hot take over here. You know, I'm just a guy <laughs> playing a game who loves Walking Dead. I mean, I'm in the same boat. I love The Walking Dead, and we did a whole episode on The Walking Dead, which you guys can go check out if you want our full breakdown discussion on that commander and that and those cards. Uh, if not, let's. Uh, do you want to let, let's move on now? Let's move What's on. That? Well, What's our next commander there, Corey? Uh, if I'm going down the list correctly, I believe it's Florian, right? Yep, yep. All right, Florian Voldaren Scion. He is one black red for a legendary creature, Vampire Noble. He's a 3-3, and he has First Strike. At the beginning of your post-combat main phase, look at the top X cards of your library, where X is the total amount of life your opponents lost this turn. Exile one of those cards and put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. You may play the exiled card this turn. Uh, I wouldn't have blamed you if you tuned out during that short reading. Um, <laughs> but so this is cool, I guess. But I feel like he's just going to slot better in Edgar than be a, being a commander himself. Right. Yeah, I think any like aristocrat style deck that are in Rakdos wants this commander. I mean, I would even like I'd even say like this would go in. Is a it's Prosper Tonebound. Yep. Because I mean, this oh, yeah, just lets you, if you cards. Can, yeah, if you can play exiled cards, you can just uh, you can get treasures off it as well. Uh, obviously, you have to be in like a little bit of like dealing damage to to your opponents, but that's super easy in yeah. in Rakdos colors. Like, I'm not an expert in in Rakdos. Uh, I don't play a lot of Rakdos myself, um, but I know there's a lot of proficient Rakdos players out there who will have like really good ways of making this uh do its thing and i mean it's amount of life loss this turn i mean if you wanted to put this into um god it's the rakdos god the the group slug one that i cannot think of its name right now everyone's gonna scream at me and i know they're gonna scream at me because they've done it before and when i cannot remember a card's name <laughs> oh my god please don't yell at me <laughs> Uh, but you all know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, you at the beginning you upkeep you with a psychic creature, or you take two damage. Oh, the 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 oh shit! Um, crap! Now I can't think of it. Um, I can see him. I can see his dumb face. He's oh, the Minotaur. He's the Minotaur. I've never right? had. Yes, I've never had this much of a of a of a blank on the show before. Usually, uh, I'm pretty good with this. I got gotcha. you. I'm not using my. I'm using my phone. I'm not using my mechanical clickety claggity. <laughs> Um, Rakdos God MTG. Uh, you were looking at Mogus or Magus, God of Slaughter. Mogus God. I kept thinking Morog because that was the red yeah, card that just 
Oh, yes. So, you, yeah. So, Rakdos. Uh, Rakdos. Not Rakdos, James. Uh, so, Mogus. It, I think this would go really good in Mogus. Um, as a commander, I'm not, again, like, I don't play a lot of Rakdos. So, maybe this is a, maybe this is cool. I do like that they're kind of going into that, um, you know, do something. You can exile the top cards from your library and you can play them later. They've done it with the uh, the D&D precons with uh, yep. Prosper Tonebound. They've done it with this card. Uh, the I the hope Deans it's... from um, the red and blue Dean from Strixhaven. Yes, definitely. But I hope this is the direction that they kind of take most of the Rakdos, not most of the Rakdos commanders, but uh, like a lot of Rakdos commanders because this is a really cool, fun concept that you could basically play all of these in, in the same deck. As long as you're doing like what the what the thing requires you to do, which I mean, Tome, uh, Prosper just requires you to pass the turn yeah. and go to end step and exile a card. This requires you to make your opponents lose life, and there are easy easy ways of doing that outside of combat. I mean, you've got you've got drainers, you've got you know any kind of aristocrat style uh, play. So I mean, yeah, you'd be pretty good, and I like this card. Um, I'd probably do like a budget commander deck around him uh yeah. you know again just i love aristocrats i i adore aristocrat style play that is that is my go-to i don't know if you've noticed but how many times i've played taser on your stream yep a lot <laughs> i i love it it's yeah it's my pet deck it's my pet strategy i anytime i can do it i will do it um but i have nothing else to talk about florin do you yeah, I mean, again, I think this this slots in like Edgar really well if you just want like an, an interesting vampire. I do agree. I didn't really think about Prosper. Uh, I think this would go great in Prosper, especially if you you tuned it the right way. Um, I think this is going to be really good in like like you said, like a a, a proficient Rakdos player um, who does you know uh, especially Rakdos, uh, not the showstopper, but like the original Rakdos, where he costs less based on the amount of damage done to opponents. Um, I believe like, that's Rakdos Lord of Riots. Lord of Riots, correct. Yeah. So if you if you have a deck that like is really good at doing a lot of small indirect damage to opponents, uh, I think he'd go really good in that. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's not on the top of my list. I'm uh, similar to you. I'm not a big Rakdos player. Um, I enjoy black red in combination with a third color uh, or a fourth color, something like that. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, on a, on a scale of like one to 10 for me, this is, this is on the lower end. This is like a five, it was a four or five for me. Yeah. That's about where it is for me. And again, like any other Rakdos player who like sees this card and goes, Oh my God, throw us your deck list. So I want to have yeah. a look at it. I want to, I want to see the direction you guys pull that, that commander. Um, but if you've got nothing else, I'm going to move on to the next one here. Let's do it. Uh, we have an Azorius commander that I was pretty interested to, to see. It's got a brand new mechanic on it that's coming out in uh, in Australia. Well, I guess not coming out. It's out now. I mean, like, well, not out, out now, but pre-release happened. So people have these cards. So. I have this one in my hand right now. I'm holding it. <laughs> I haven't opened any Midnight Hunt yet. I haven't had the opportunity to. Uh, but we have Denik. Is it Denik? Poyas. Poyas? Yeah, I was, I'm so bad with pronunciation of some of these cards. Uh, so Denik Poyas, <laughs> Poyas Apprentice. It is white and a blue for a 2-3 human soldier. And there it is right there again. Human. They're doing a lot of human sub uh, types in this in this, uh, in this this set. It's it got is Lifelink. Yeah, it's very true. Uh, humans, demons, uh, angels, and I guess werewolves are like the four Werewolves and vampires, yep. And zombies. Yeah. Oh, and vampires and zombies. Man, there's so many. It's got everything. It's got everything you want from your classic gothic horror. Uh, all right. So Denik Poyas Apprentice is 
a mouthful, but it's also Azorius. Uh, white and a blue for a 2-3 legendary human soldier with lifelink. Cards in graveyards can't be the target of spells or abilities, and it has Disturb for 2 and Azorius. So you may cast this card from your graveyard, transformed for its Disturbed cost, and it turns into Denic Poyas Apparition. It is a... Still a blue and a white colored card. It is 2-3 with flying and says whenever one or more creature cards are put into graveyards from anywhere, investigate. This trigger, this ability triggers only once each turn and to investigate you sacrifice, uh, you create a colorless clue artifact creature token with two generic mana and sacrifices artifact draw a card. If Denik Poyas Apparition would be put into a graveyard from anywhere, exile it instead. I like this one. This is, this you is one. You like this one? I do like this one. So yeah. I feel it's, uh, I like blue. I'm a blue player. What can I say? Um, but I feel like the disturb cost is going to get around commander tax. I feel like it does get around commander tax. It does get around commander tax. Yes. So because you would just put, you just bring it in, let it die. And then the state based action would say, Hey, do you want to put this in the command zone? You say, no, I don't want to put it in the command zone. It stays in there. You just pay it for its disturb cost. It comes out for two. Yep. Oh, and so it, four, it comes sorry. out as a three, two flyer. Like that helps you draw cards. Like that's awesome. Um, I don't know if he would be the commander more or less, uh, or if he would be, you know, just like a support piece in another deck, but, um, uh, this, this definitely, I don't know that I, I like these cool, weird mechanics like disturb. Uh, I really liked, um, and, and it reminds me of, um, what was it? Embomb from Amonkhet. Yep. Yep. Where it was like, you pay a cost and then you bring out like a token that's a zombie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was really cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, first of all, cutting off people from, from, Graveyard shenanigans. Uh, I don't know about your meta, but in ours, Eddie is a huge graveyard player. Like he loves messing with his graveyard. He loves pulling stuff out. He loves you know reanimating things. So you know stopping that immediately, pretty good. Um, and then yeah, the the backside ability being able to investigate, uh, um, is pretty good. That's pretty good. I don't know how you would do like the whenever one or more creature cards are put into a graveyard from anywhere, investigate. I don't know how that is going to work really well with Azorius colors, but. I mean, he could go, actually, you know what he could go really well is uh, in his Sephiroth, like the, um, Ooh, yeah. you know, you wanting to put cards in your graveyard. That's an Esper, so he wouldn't be the commander. He would be a support piece, but actually, I, I don't know, because thinking... his front piece cuts, stops it. I don't know. This is, <laughs> this is a weird one. <laughs> uh, I was thinking more lines of, uh, of Raynar, the ever watchful. Okay. Because in at least the way that I play my Raynar deck, it is a again, it's a uh, c- can you guess? It's a little aristocraty. Um, so I mean, uh, Denik would say, you know, like it's going to say that you cannot play things from your graveyard, which is awesome because I don't want people to play with their graveyards anyway. Because only I may play with my graveyards. Um, and then it's disturbed cost is fine. Uh, and then whenever one or more creature cards are put in the graveyard from anywhere, investigate. That kind of gives me gives me card draw in those in those colors. Uh, the way that I could do that to put creature cards in the graveyard would be to to sacrifice the spirit to Ashnod's altar to float the mana to investigate and then crack it to draw a card. Um, that'd be one way that I could uh, I would do it. Uh, I'm all about like wanting to you know sack off my spirits to do things as usual aristocrats players want to do and eventually a form. Some sort of thing to do with them if I don't pump them up just to kill everybody uh, to, you know, assemble some sort of combo and, you know, blasting station everyone down. Um, the only that. part I... What was that? I, said, I could see that. that. That makes sense. Yeah. And, like, the only part I don't like about Denik right now is the fact that once he leaves the battlefield, you can't put him back in the in the graveyard 
to then pull back out again for his disturb cost. Yeah. So because he gets exiled, if you have a way to cast him from exile, which I mean aren't really in these colors unless you're playing four color not green, uh, you can play I don't know things that care about you know not care about but like things that can cast things from the from exile. So you can cast him again for his side for his front face and then get him in the graveyard to then disturb him back. But that seems like a lot of like hoops to jump through to get a 3-2 flyer on the battlefield that lets you draw cards through artifacts, you know, through clue tokens. Um, so I'm not sure where I sit on Denik right now. Um, if he's the... I think he's a lot better as the commander than a part of a 99 because of that, like... It's kind of like a one-shot card for me. Yeah. Because once you get rid of him, he's gone. He gets exiled and you can't do anything with him. So I can see why they did it because once you, like, you know, once the... Once, obviously, Denik dies, he becomes from an apprentice to an apparition. And then once you exercise the apparition, he can't really come back to being a regular flesh and blood human again. So, Well, wouldn't you just, just put reasons, him in your command zone, right? Well, yeah. I mean, like, if he's a commander, yeah, that that that's totally fine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah, yeah, If he's in the 99. Yeah. But if he's part of the 99, he yeah, just goes away. Yeah, he gets yeah. exiled and he's just gone forever. And you're like... By Denik, it was really fun hanging out for about three turns before someone got rid of him because ca- drawing cards is because yeah. drawing cards is super powerful in Commander, and drawing cards in these two colors just gives you access to maybe more interaction than what people are willing to you know deal with in the ways of counter spells and removal. So I don't know. I don't know how I really feel about it. Again, if you've got a Denik deck, just hit us up. Let us know. I'm super interested to see the direction which which the community takes that commander. But let's move on now to our last card before the ad break. We have a very, well, again, we have another Selesnia commander and I'm going to let Corey take this one away. All right. We got Katilda Dawnheart Prime. It is a white and a green for a legendary creature, human warlock. It's a one, one with protection from werewolves. Human creatures you control have tap to add one mana of any of this creature's colors and then four white green or green white, excuse me, uh, and tap to put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control. Um, so I think this is a much better humans commander. And I think that's where you were going with earlier, uh, what you were yes. saying. We'll talk about it later. Um, this is a much better humans commander than Sigarda is. Um, the protection from werewolves thing, I guess is good in this, in this, uh, format, you know, if, uh, uh, people are going to be playing, especially the werewolf commander that came out. Um, but, you know, having your humans be able to tap for mana and then having that ability to put a plus one plus one counter on each creature is bonkers. Uh, so a nice go wide human strategy here. This is a really good and it's a, it's a low mana cost commander as well. You can get it out turn two uh, most of the time. I think it's really good. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's very similar to Selesnya doing Selesnya things, really. I mean, it makes your human creatures tap for mana. And what's more important than tapping for mana? Nothing, really. Yeah. Because you need, you need mana to cast bigger spells. And that's where I kind of sit on this one. I love that this commander has protection from werewolves. I wish it would be like, if it was, if if you were to add like one more generic mana, or maybe even two, if this was a, a two and green and a white for a one, one that said humans you control have protection from werewolves. Would that make it better or worse? Um, do you reckon? I don't know if it would make it better. I, th- I still feel like you're going to be able to go so wide with this that like, if you get enough creature tokens or like human tokens out, excuse me, and your creature tokens are tapping for mana and you're able to just put a bunch of plus one, plus one counters out there. Like I haven't done too much reading into what the werewolves of this set does uh, or do rather, but I think you, I think you, I think you're going to be fine. 
if you can just get a bunch of beefy boys and girls out there uh, or people out there, then you're you're gonna be you're gonna be okay. I think. What I really just thought of this is this is the start of a new like elf ball strategy that we haven't really seen before. This is this is human ball. Yeah. Because you put humans out to then tap for mana and then to get more humans out to then snowball into more humans. And then your commander literally has the ability to uh, put plus and encounters on everything, which is usually a uh, an elf mechanic, like a thing we see with elf ball a lot um, with Azuri and uh, Elvish Warcall or Warmaster, I think it is. Um, so, I mean, yeah, this just leads itself to, uh, play as many low drop humans as possible, keep getting more humans out by letting them tap for any color and then pumping them almost indefinitely to win the game. So she's very on rails. Uh, I will say that there's probably not much really building around that you could do unless you find out something really interesting to do with maybe tapping and untapping shenanigans. Um, but I can see this as very battle cruisery kind of mid build up a, uh, human, huge human army and then buff them out the wazoo and then swing at your opponents. Yep. I agree. So I love it. I think it's great. I would probably play it. I'd probably either play it as the commander or maybe in the 99 of a different deck. What deck? I don't know yet. Um, I think this would again, be a commander. I think this would, this would play as a commander for me. Yeah, I don't, as I was saying that, I'm like, there is no way that this would not be a commander. It, it's too good to not be a commander, honestly, because yep. once they get rid of it, you kind of want that thing to be back again. Um, so, yeah, maybe just play your uh, your Sagata Champion of Light inside your Kadilda deck, and that'd be so much better than playing Sagata as your yes, commander. Yes, 100%. Um, but with that, we're going to pass through to our combat phase right now. And, uh, Corey, this is where I'm going to pump all of my creatures with Kadilda, and I'm going to swing at you. How do you choose the block? Uh, first of all, I'm going to say gross. Uh, <laughs> second of all, uh, I'm not going to block. I'm just going to take it all. Cool. Uh, all right. Well, that's one player out of the game. Just two more to go. Uh, and with that, we're going to go hear a message from our sponsors right now. Welcome back from that ad break. Uh, I hope that you were able to finish off the table with all of your uh, humans that you pumped up with Katilda. Because, I mean, we definitely killed Corey. Ha ha ha. Um... Uh, I can't believe you've done this. Uh, so we're going to move on to our main phase two here. I'm going to continue the conversation about our, all of the multicolored commanders in Innistrad Midnight Hunt. The next one we have is Rem Karalus Stalwart Slayer. It is one red and a white for a 2-3 legendary human knight with flying and haste. If a spell would deal damage to you or another permanent you control, prevent that damage. If a spell would deal damage to an opponent or a permanent an opponent controls, it deals that much damage plus one instead. What do you what do you think about this? I want to hear your thoughts first. Uh this one. I I like the fact that it is a low drop uh 2-3 with flying in haste, so you can play it turn three. Uh, if you're playing on curve, turn three is really good. You get in for two damage because it's got two, two different forms of... It's got one form of evasion, and I guess haste isn't really evasion, but haste is still really good. It's... It's well costed. I like that. I like the fact that uh, if a spell would deal damage to you or another permanent you control, prevent that damage, which means if you're going wide and swinging, which is what Boros wants to do, Blasphemous Act and the new, uh, I believe it's called Banish the Horde, isn't going to kill your board, which means they're both in fantastic includes in this deck, uh, unless your opponent pardon me, has a way to remove your commander before the spell resolves. In that case, you're kind of out of luck on that one. Yeah. But 
I mean, only if they have, you know, the right interaction at the right time is that going to be an issue. Um, the fact that it makes burn spells better, it's such a weird commander, because it's like, here, have protection for going wide, but also have more damage on your burn spells. And I mean, burn spells are fantastic. I love burn spells. I love playing burn. It was like one of the first archetypes I ever played in Magic, which was a mono-red burn deck. Um, so I'm not exactly 100% like, this is a card you have to be playing. This is this is a commander deck that's going to break commander. Um, but I mean, it's it's good mid-rangey. It's, it's, you know, it's probably, if someone's getting new to the game, maybe giving them a go white strat with uh, evasion and some burn spells in there would be pretty good. I mean, I could see it as being a, yep. a decently fun little Boros deck to play against, or maybe even just pilot yourself. Yeah, but like the thing, so the thing I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around here is that like, it's a Boros deck, but it doesn't do anything Boros does. Like, how how are you going to go wide in Boros? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of different ways you'd go wide in Boros. Uh, and now I'm drawing a blank on all the ways you can go You can go wide in Boros. I mean, there's like Hallowed Spirit Keeper. I mean, if you fill your graveyard up, you're going to get 1-1 one Spirits for that. They're white. Yep. That's a thing. Um, you've got uh, Luminarch's Ascension that could possibly give you 4-4s. Four that goes a little bit wide, I guess. Um I mean, I, white really, white used to be like the white weenies, you know, it used to be like this, that was the go, that was the go wide strat. Now that's green. Yeah. So what has white really got now besides like some of the best removal in the game and protection in the game, but no real things that make white white. Yeah. This like, like this seems cool. Like this seems like a really interesting deck. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm trying to look up something as I'm like having these thoughts. Um, but it's like, yeah, like, like it's. It, it's a Boros commander that doesn't really do anything that like a typical Boros commander that we've seen does in a long time. Like you usually see Boros with equipment or you see it with artifacts or you see it with auras and enchantments. Um, whereas this really wants you to, yeah, it wants you to go wide uh, and it wants you to um, do a lot of burn spells. And like, I just feel like what's the, what was the commander that was a buy box promo only? Um, uh, song or something like that. Song and th- yeah, Fire Speaker and and Song Dance. I think. Uh, that's what I'm trying to look up as I'm thinking of this. That's not it. Uh, you've got Fire Song and Sun Speaker. It's uh four and Boros for four six four six Minotaur cleric, red instant spells, red instant and sorcery spells you control have life link. Whenever a white instant or sorcery spell causes you to gain life, Fire Song and Sunspeaker deals three damage to target creature or player. Yeah, like I feel like that's just a better version of this. Besides the prevent damage thing, like that's cool. Um, I would rather play Fire Song and Sunspeaker over this guy though. So I would I would go one better, and I would say I'd probably play this guy. I'd probably play Rem Rem Karalus inside Fire Song and Sunspeaker. Totally, because, totally. Because it gives you that it gives you the protection that you're wanting for your board, so you can build up all these little tiny you know Boros things, uh, and kind of like you know you could even go like a little Staxi with this if you wanted to, like Drenith Magistrate and stuff, which. I'm not saying go Staxi with this commander at all, but I'm saying like if you wanted to, you could, and then you have a way to protect it with 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 Rem, and your burn spells get a little bit better, which means you get to lifelink a little bit more if you red spells, and then because you dealt you you gained life, you uh you get to deal damage. So yeah, yeah, I kind of I I'm picking up what you're putting down, mate, and yeah. I'm and I'm really enjoying it. I'm really put, liking put it. Put Rem in Fire Song or Flame Song, whatever it is. 
<laughs> fire song, yeah, yeah. Put Rem in Fire Case Song closed. and Sunspeaker, and you're done. You're good. Case you're 100%. Good. Yeah, done. <laughs> Case closed. Next one we have is uh, is a really cool commander. I'm going to let you fire that one off, my dude. All right. This is a, another flip one here. We have Ludwig Necrogenesis, or excuse me, Necrogenius. Uh, he is a black and a blue for a legendary creature, human wizard. He's a 2 3. Whenever Ludwig Necrogenius enters a battlefield or attacks, you mill a card. And then he has an ability for X, blue, blue, black, black. Exile X creature cards from your graveyard. Transform Ludwig. X can't be zero. Activate only as a sorcery. Uh, I see you're giving me all the books to read, James, and I don't yeah. appreciate this. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He then flips <laughs> into Ulag, Ludwig's hubris. Here we go. Uh, just call me LeVar Burton because we're reading a story. Uh, as this creature transforms into Ulag Ludwig's Hubris, it becomes a copy of a creature card exiled with it. Except its name is Ulag Ludwig's Hubris, it's 4-4, and it's a legendary blue and black zombie in addition to its other colors and types. Put a number of plus one plus one counters on Ulag equal to the number of creatures exiled with it, and it's a 4-4. Whew, this is an interesting one. This, this, this I feel like has been the most, like, dirtily one we've seen so far. Like, yeah. You, you can it's... really dirtle with this. You definitely can. It's it's in it's in Demir, so I mean it's it's good in the colors that it's in. I just feel like we we've seen this effect before on multiple yeah. multiple commanders. Yeah, uh, we've seen it on Lazav. Scarab God. Yeah, uh, I mean the there's Scarab God, uh, Lazav, Multifarious. He's one of the commanders that does that as well. The other uh, Lazav. Yeah, uh, Mimeoplasm. I feel like this is just a worse Mimeoplasm, like for standard. Totally get it, but I mean, for Commander, you would just play Mimeoplasm and play this maybe in Mimeoplasm. Um, I don't know. I don't hate it. Uh, I'm looking yeah. for a new Demir Commander to play, and maybe I'll end up putting something like this together. Um, I usually do look at every single Commander and kind of pick out the fun ones that I want to build decks around and, and upload those to the YouTube channel. So maybe this is one that I'm going to do, because it, it cares about milling. It cares about doing graveyard shenanigans. Um... It does everything that Demir really wants to do, honestly. Yeah, it's it's definitely a Demir card. It, it, it oozes Demir flavor. Um, and yeah, I mean, you could find some good creatures to really abuse with uh, with Ulag uh, to transform into. But I mean, the the issue here, though, is like once you transform, that's it. You're done. Like you're, you're you've transformed into that, and then you just have to hope he dies so you can do it again. Um, yeah, I mean, you could always just. I mean, you're in black, and I hate to keep saying aristocrats, but I mean, there's a lot of free sack outlets you could do. Oh yeah, or even just like not a free sack outlet if you wanted to. Uh, God, what is that card? High market. Yep. Just yep. lets you get rid of this guy, gain a life, and put it back in the command zone. Pay four for it next time, and then. Uh, transform it and get something out of your graveyard again. I love graveyard shenanigans and I love that they're doing a lot more graveyard uh, like yeah. graveyard matters cards because I feel like it's a place that we want to be playing from in Commander as much as possible because I mean it be just becomes right now what a th fourth hand because you've got your hand you can play from the Fatel, you can play from Exile now and now you can play from the graveyard. So, I mean, you've always been able to play from the graveyard, but now you have more access to the graveyard and you have really cool ways of doing it. Yeah. I'm just going to play Denik so uh, cards can't in graveyards can't be targets of spells or abilities. So That's just super hateful. <laughs> Why would you do that? That's such a meta choice. Like, here's my Ludwig deck. Hold on a second. Let me go give all of my graveyard hate. Let me just get my graveyard <laughs> hate deck out real quick. And I think they're really pushing into graveyard shenanigans a lot more and maybe standard, which we're not here to talk about, but in Commander because, I mean... How many decks do you really see 
in the wild that aren't a part of a like strategic meta that play graveyard hate for the sake of playing graveyard hate. Yeah. Yep. There's not many. So why not kind of like, I feel like they're, they're, they're strategically pushing us in this direction of being like, well, if they don't want to run in graveyard hate, let's just abuse it until they realize that they got to run a lot of hate. And I mean, you've got green. So like you've got uh, scavenging ooze in green. Uh, my favorite one besides scavenging ooze is uh, Selesnia Eulogist, which came in the Gearhead precon, which is in my actually in my Gearhead deck because it does everything I want Gearhead to do as well as stapled on some hate. Uh, I mean, there's uh, Silent Gravestone that came out of, I think it was Rivals of Ixalan. That's, that's Graveyard Hate as well. Um, you've got the, you've got Denik. I mean, go ham. Put yeah. Graveyard Hate in your decks so yeah. that when someone pulls out their, their, their Ludwig deck, they're not pull, slapping down a, uh, a Shieldred after this or they're not slapping God. down like a Sepulchral Primordial after this or... God, they're not slapping down uh, uh, the ab- the aberration, uh, uh, corrupting ab- aberration. I think that one's called. It's the the really big Demir creature that's equal. Its power is equal to the amount of creatures in your opponent's oh, graveyards. Uh, yeah, it's something aber uh, something aberration. Yeah, consuming aberration. Exactly. Consuming aberration. Yep. Yeah, because I used to play it. I used to play those cards in my Moldrotha Mill deck. Yep. And it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, this, this one's pretty cool. I mean, if cool. you, uh, if you really wanted to go like, okay, if you wanted to be like the absolute James's player possible, if you want to play, like I would play this card, uh, I would just look at that first line of text as whenever Ludwig enters the battlefield, uh, or attacks Miller card. So you could literally just like, you know, mill yourself, do the self mill kind of thing, uh, with maybe, I don't know. Uh, what's her name? Um, Muldrotha. I mean, if you had a, a graveyard, get a backer. Or if you had this as your commander, there's ways to be able to play out of the graveyard. Kind of just like infinite mill yourself and then just like lab man for the wind to draw a card, I guess, yeah. is one way you could do it. You could do that. Um, I mean, if you want to dirtle around more, you can always just put a conjurer's closet in there and, that, you know, bounce him, bring yeah. him back as Ludwig. And then. Oh, yeah. and you have a decent amount of like blue. Uh, like flicker spells as well. Like yeah. you've got a uh, ghostly flicker is a good one. You can't, oh, and you can even get it back with, uh, I mean, whoa, right there, straight in mono blue. You have a way to make things flicker in and out. You could like do the thing that does the stuff, you know, you just make like Paragant, uh, sorry, Paragant Drake, ghostly flicker, Archeomancer, make infinite mana. And then you can just, after that, you know, flicker out Ludwig and Archeomancer with infinite mana with ghostly flicker and just uh, mill yourself out and then play your, uh, your lab man and draw a card and win the game. Oh, you Jace. Sorry. So much. I hate that so much. Welcome to the mind of James. This Everything you James just Bruce. said is my worst nightmare. <laughs> now you see the kind of monster that Paul's turned me into. I was never Ugh. like this when the podcast started. Uh, this is now how I am. And I take full flourish in the fact that I am a disgusting combo player and everyone knows it. You can be uh, a, you can be a combo player. That's fine. <laughs> just like just like you're at like an eleven. We need you to dial it back to like a seven. Yeah, but this one goes to eleven. That's too much. That's too high. <laughs> uh, that Ludwig, too high. definitely love this card. Uh, now that I've been talking about it a little bit more, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something with this card. I think <laughs> he's already on like uh, you're already on Moxfield, just like typing it all up. Yeah, man. Oh, we're not supposed to be doing that already. Oh man. Uh, hold on. <laughs> let me just close Moxfield real quick. Uh, yeah, cool. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the next one here. We have Vadric Astral Archmage. 
He is uh, one blue and a red for a one-two human wizard that said if it's neither day nor night, it becomes day as Vedric, Astral, Archmage, and the battlefield. Instant and sorcery spells you cast cost Xless to cast, where X is Vedric's power. Whenever day becomes night or night becomes day, put a plus one, plus one counter on Vedric. Now... I didn't explain this at the start of the podcast, and I didn't think I'd have to, but I, I guess I do. Uh, there's a new day-night cycle in Innistrad Midnight Hunt. Uh, I'm just trying to quickly bring up the day-night token card, so I can explain to you kind of what it is. If you guys are audio-only, we'll do the audio-only thing. If you guys are visual, uh, I'll probably throw it up on the screen for you guys so you can see it. Uh, so day is basically, as it becomes day, transform all nightbound permanents. Uh, if a player casts no spells during their own turn, it becomes uh, night on the next turn. And then night is, as it becomes night, transform all daybound permanents. Permanents enter the battlefield nightbound. If a player casts at least two spells during their own turn, it becomes day next turn. Basically, it's an easier way to do the whole flippy, transformy, werewolfy thing. I, I think it's a more flavorful way of doing it. I don't necessarily say it's easier. Well, I mean, it's it's easier in the fact that you can cast cards transformed instead True. of having to, like, cast them for their, f like, have, like, some transformed, some not transformed. It's just kind of like a blanket effect of being like, it's night, everything comes in nightbound. Hell yeah. And as it becomes day, all your nightbound stuff becomes daybound. I mean, I like it flavor reasons, I love it rule reasons, and I love it simplicity reasons. The fact that it kind of just makes werewolves a little bit easier to deal with and not deal with isn't like getting rid of them, but like having to like play the mini game of which, which card am I flipping now? Yeah. That makes so, sense. Yeah. So sense. on the terms of Vadric and not the day night cycle, um, he's a human wizard. He's a one, two. He kind of, you know, he's, he's a, he's a human wizard that cares about werewolves in red and blue. I don't know how prevalent red and blue werewolves are in this deck or in this, in this set. I haven't quite looked at the set itself. I know I'm terrible content creator. I understand that. It's been a little busy. Uh, sue me. Actually, don't sue me. Please don't. Um, I mean, he gives plus and plus one counters when it becomes day. Can you, like, do anything to kind of, like, abuse that? Probably not. I don't really think there is a way I mean, to do it. And if there is, let me there, know. There are humans... There, there are non-werewolves, I think, that care about night and day, if I'm remembering correctly. I just can't think exactly of them and i could actually you know what i might be completely making this up yeah don't be lying to people we've already done that twice tonight <laughs> <laughs> but there there are certain cards like um uh do, do 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 so you have like the the i'm gonna butcher this name uh the cletus Celestis, clestus celestus celestus there we go the Celestis yeah. Ledger Artifact, if it's neither day or night, it becomes day as Celestis enters the battlefield. Uh, and then for three and tap, if it's night, it becomes day. Otherwise, it becomes night. Uh, so, like, you have cards that don't necessarily have to be vampires, but, like, care about, like, can change the, the time of day if it's day or night. Um, or when they enter the battlefield, they'll turn it into a specific uh, day or night time. Uh, I'm just kind of quickly, like, rifling through a lot of them to see if any of them have that keyword on here that's not a uh, werewolf, but... Um, I mean, for me, this is, this is, I feel like this would just be a really good, uh, you know, obviously spells matter deck cause it cares about incident sorceries. Um, but yeah, you do have to find a way to really abuse that change of day and night without, I guess, without really going too deep into werewolves. Cause yeah, there's not a lot of blue werewolves in here. No, I was having a flick through as well. And there really isn't all that many. 
Um, so maybe we're going to get some support later on, but that's kind of like a, here's a card that we might kind of help out later and not really right now, which is kind of what we need. We need it right, yeah. right now. Like put it in the set, do it, let it do its thing. Let me play with this card, damn it. Like, let me actually like, build a good deck around this and not just like, yeah. oh, it's a, it's a janky Vadric a Astral Archmage deck because I mean, he has a really cool name and I want to play it. I want to play it a lot. And yeah. I mean, it's, it's, is it doing, is it things? You know, playing spells, that's what Izzet does best. Do you maybe play this in a different Izzet commander who cares about X spells? I mean... I don't think so. I don't... Because it's maybe, such a... The, the day-night thing is such a, like... A, like... A, a major part of this that it's not going to fit in any, like, X matter spell or, like, Spellslinger deck. Unless you really yeah. tune it to be day and night matters, you know? Yeah, and I don't really figure out there's a way to do that currently. Yeah, I mean, there's um, I, I've found a couple of creatures, um, like uh, Brimstone Vandal. It's a, de a devil that when it enters the battlefield, uh, it becomes day. Uh, that's not a vampire, excuse me, not a werewolf. Um, there was one, it was a blue, I don't know if it was a zombie or a spirit. I just saw it, but I can't find it right now. Uh, but when it enters, it becomes day. So, like, there, there are creatures that aren't werewolves that will get you that day or night flip. But, yeah, like, right now, like, this is an awesome commander. I think it's really good. Uh, but I think you're right. I don't think there's enough support in this day-night cycle to really, really, really take advantage of this. Um, yeah. I feel like this was made more with limited right now in mind, where, like, you know, you want to play, you know, green-red werewolves, but then splash in blue for something like this or something a little flashier. I don't know. Um, that's a werewolf. So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's, this, is a, this is a tough one because I want this to be good. I love Is It decks. Is It decks are my, my babies. And... Being able to cast spells for cheaper is one of my favorite things to do in this game. So I want this to be good. I just don't see enough non-werewolf day and night support in these colors to make this happen. Unless and you that's just exactly unless you how I feel about it. Yeah, unless you just dig real deep into red werewolves and then blue support. That's a possibility. I guess. I mean, yeah, I'm not seeing it, but again, like if anyone has any ideas or suggestions or maybe even a deck list that has Vadric at the helm or what deck you guys play Vadric in, let us know on, uh, you know, at CMDR at arms or even let Corey know at, uh, at Commander Crew on Twitter because we definitely want to hear the community feedback on these cards. Cause, yeah, this, uh, this is definitely a commander yeah. that I'm, I was very interested in when it was spoiled. Um, and I would love to know, like I'm on EDH rec right now. And I'm just kind of, <laughs> I'm just, I'm rifling through. I want to see, oh God, I got to sneeze. Hold on. Oh God, this is so awkward. And now that I said something, it went away. Um, sorry. That's staying in, by the way. <laughs> uh, that's fine. That's totally fine. Um, yeah. Cause like a lot of the like high synergy cards on EDH rec um, are all, so like the, the Celestis that's in here. Um, a lot of these are just spell, like high mana cost spells that don't do anything with day and night. And then the rest of these cards, top cards. Again, all spells that are going to take advantage of the mana reduction, but there is no day and night cycle. Yeah. Um, so, so, I mean, yeah. at this point, the commander literally is just a three mana, you know, reduce your commander, sorry, reduce your X spells by one currently, unless you yeah. have a way to add more counters to him to make him, to make his power go up. And at that point, I feel like if you were to take away any of the day and night text on this card, it literally just says, you know, it's got two lines of text. It's got the instant and sorcery spells you cast cost X, X less to cast where X is Vadric's power. You would just play him Voltron 
for the fact of getting his power up and adding evasion to him so that you could then just play big X spells for yeah. cheaper. And that just seems super generic. And I'm not going to say boring card design, but let's be honest, it's pretty boring card design because it really only leads you in one direction, even though he has two different paragraphs of text that aren't even supported at like at the current time yeah. of recording. I'm I'm surprised that this wasn't an uncommon commander. Yeah, as a rare commander, it kind of seems really strange. Yeah. Uh, not going to lie. But I know we have a couple more commanders to get through before we uh, before we call it for the week. So we'll move on to the next one now. And uh, again, Corey, take this one away, my dude. All right. We have a... Sl- <laughs> I'm so bad at names. I'm so sorry. Uh, Slogurk, the Overslime. I think we got there. One blue and a green for a legendary creature. Ooze. Uh... 3-3 three, three, with Trample. Whenever a land card is put into your graveyard from anywhere, put a plus one, plus one counter on Slogurk. Slow Overslide. It's such a funny name. Um, remove three plus one, plus one counters from Slogurk. Return it to its owner's hand. Whenever Slogurk leaves the battlefield, return up to three target land cards from your graveyard to your hand. Um, the amount of times it made me say Slogurk is obnoxious. I don't Yeah, like but Slogurk is such a cool name because well, now I just want to call it Gogurk. I do want to say Gogurk so bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, that's the altar for this. It's just a box of gogurt, uh, or just like a gogurt tube with just the yogurt spilling out of it. Anyway, um, we so can talk we, about this later because we're gonna have we're gonna have a slow gurk uh, uh, altar coming up. Uh, <laughs> all right, so lands matter. Uh, it, it's it, it cares about lands going in your graveyard. Uh, it can recur itself back to your hand, so it's got protection built in. That's really good. Uh, and then when it leaves the battlefield, you can return land cards from your graveyard to your hand. Um, this is going to uh, somehow someone's going to find some sort of crazy infinite combo with this. Cause like you said earlier, Simic's going to do what Simic's going to does. Hey Corey. Um, yeah. I have a crazy infinite combo with this card. Oh my God. Of course you do. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> Let's hear it. Share it. To uh, the people. So it requires, it's a, it, it's, it's an infinite turns combo. Uh, you cast walk the Aeons with buyback, sacrificing three islands Slogurk will then trigger, adding three plus plus one counters to him. You then remove the three counters, uh, remove the three plus plus one counters from Slogurk, returning them to your hand. Slogurk trigger, triggers, returning three islands to your uh, to your hand from the yard. You then enter your extra turn, play the three islands, play Slogurk, uh, play Walk the Aeons with buyback, and repeat. So it does require a little bit more setting up, having ways of like you know putting more than <laughs> like one actually killing down people. per turn. But I mean, you've got. Uh, and it's, there's lots of them, actually. I mean, you've got, uh, what is it? Wayward Swordtooth. Yeah. Um, Exploration. You've got heaps of ways of adding extra lands. And like you said, it's a lands matter. You're going to have those things in your lands matter deck. You could take infinite turns with Slogurk, the Overslime, if you choose so. Why not? Because there you go, that's, folks. you know, yeah, there it is right there. You heard it probably not first, but you definitely heard it from us. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, look, there's also a, uh, a Phyrexian Alter Ayola's Influence Slogurk line that you could do as well. I didn't, I didn't bring the, I didn't come up with this one. This one's not mine. Uh, wow, that's, uh, that, that's quite disgusting. So Phyrexian, uh, Phyrexian Alter is a three mana artifact, suck creature, add one mana to of any color to mana pool. Ayola's Influence is a three green enchantment. It says discard a land, create a two, two green bear creature token. And then Slogurk, obviously we've already read Slogurk. But if you discard three lands with Ayula's influence to create three my uh three two two tokens, 
You can then, Slowgrex's ability will trigger to put three plus plus encounters on him. Uh, you then remove those counters and return it to your hand. Sacrifice the tokens to add one green and a blue to cast Slowgurk and return three lands from your hand. Sorry, from the graveyard to your hand. Repeat the process for infinite enter the battlefield effects. Wow. <laughs> wow. I hate it. Wow. I hate it. It's Simic. It it's does it's Simic, Simic lands. I mean, you're going to do what <sighs> Simic lands wants to do. And I feel like we already have really good Simic lands commanders. Cause I mean, that's what Simic does best is they mess with your lands. They do things with lands and that's what this card does. And I don't really see it going in any of my decks. Maybe, maybe a true lane deck would want this possibly if you were to play like a slow two lane deck that cares about lands because i mean i've seen them before and i know all of the listeners and viewers are probably very sick of me talking about my two lane deck as much as possible so i'm gonna stay away from it but i mean if you wanted to it's definitely there um but i mean it's simic doing simic things outside of drawing cards yep it's it's worrying about lands and we already have so many commanders that do lands we have tati over benthic druid we have iac of gaia straits uh i was gonna say coma but that doesn't that doesn't really care about lands that much we have thrasios who cares about lands or drawing cards and doing land things we have gretchen which is just the standard downplayed version of uh thrasios so i mean yep. yeah i'm um, have like again, titania and like Things that care. Wait, is it Titania that cares about lands going into the graveyard? Uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah, there's just ways to abuse it. It's crazy. Yeah, and I mean, I'm I'm pretty medium on this card. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. It's a little how you going. I'm not the greatest about it. I mean, yeah. If you don't play lands, go for it. I'm I'm not here to yuck anyone's yum. Honestly, I'm just giving my honest personal opinion on Slowgurk the Overslime. Uh, but I mean, if you do end up taking infinite turns with this one, I definitely want to know because that is the coolest thing ever we all know how powerful extra turns are don't we Corey? oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> love extra turns uh so unfortunately guess what we're out of time no we're not out of time no we still got a couple cards to talk about oh all right we, i get a novel to talk about hey sweet. so it's about time that i got a novel because everyone loves to hear me listen uh and butterfly talk in about the sky cards. <laughs> I can go twice as high. Sorry. Uh that's all good. Uh we have all <laughs> like I hate doing episodes with you. I have to edit so much. Ah, uh, you know what? It's it's comedic banter. The people love it. So, the next one we have is a Golgari commander. It is old stick fingers. It is X green and a black. Sorry, black and a green. For a star star legendary creature horror. This is when you cast this spell, reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal X creature cards. Put all creature cards revealed this way into your graveyard, then put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Old Stick Fingers power and toughness are equal, are each equal to the number of creature cards in your graveyard. The first thing I thought of when I saw this card was, uh, I like rusty spoons. <laughs> salad fingers. Salad fingers. Salad fingers. It's the first thing I can think of when I saw this card was salad it's fingers. But food. It's named Randy or whatever it is. We, I don't remember. We're here to talk about magic. You and I can make jokes literally oh all night about it. Um, old stick fingers doing Golgari things, putting things in graveyards, Real having good creatures. Golgari things. Yeah, having creatures equal their power of things in the graveyard. 
Yeah. This, There's not much really to say about this one, honestly. No, I I think this is going to be a big support piece in other decks. Um, I think like Marin, this will go into real well. This is going to fit really well into uh, Moldrotha. Um, like the second oh, I read this, percent. yeah, the second I read this card, I was like, this is this is a Moldrotha staple. Like, um, because it's going to get your Moldrotha's graveyard should always be full, and this guy's going to be super big all the time, and it's just going to give you stuff to grab back with Moldrotha. Um, yeah, so th- this, I mean, if you want this to be your commander and you want to do some reanimate shenanigans, it's, I think it's fine. Um, uh, but this is, I think this is meant to, to really, really set those other guys into like overdrive. Yeah. And that's about all I really have to say about it as well. I mean, you nailed it on the, you know, you hit the nail on the head. I have nothing else to say about old stick fingers besides yeah. I like rusty spoons. Though I do got to say, <laughs> uh, we're on, what site are we on? We're on Mythic Spoilers. Um, we are on MythicSpoilers.com. I got to say the first comment, I don't know if you can see it or if it's the same for you, but uh, the first comments here says, wouldn't have been too much of a stretch to give this the Scarecrow creature type. And I 100% agree. I also 100% agree because the artwork even looks like a Scarecrow. Yep. I mean, uh, maybe it's, it's, I don't know, it's like a, it's like a horror thing. I, I hate using the, the I hate using the type to refer to the card, but I mean, it looks like a horror kind of wearing, yeah, what looks to be like an owlbear's head, maybe. Yeah, this know. is this is a pretty common like eldritch horror creature and like, um, yeah. Uh, what's it? Oh my god. Um, what's that stream? Shutter has a streaming service or the streaming service Shutter? Excuse me. There's a series about this like woodland like wood creature that kills people and it's it's identical to this guy. So like I totally get why it's not a scarecrow. <laughs> huh. But anyway, yeah, that's Dad, another. Conversation. You need to tell me about that after because yeah. I want to yeah. watch that. Uh, all right, let's. Uh, I mean. I have nothing else to say about old stick fingers. Yep. So uh, let's move on to the next one. And unfortunately, I've given you another flip card, Corey. That's that's fine. This one, this is one <laughs> we've done a quick take on. I did a quick take on, so I'm, I'm pretty familiar with it. We have Tovalar. Tovalar. Here we go. Dire Overlord. Uh, one green red for a legendary creature. Human werewolf, a 3-3. Three, three. Whenever a wolf or werewolf you control deals combat damage to a player, you draw a card. That's cool. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you control three or more wolves or werewolves, it becomes night. Then transform any number of human werewolves you control. That's cool. And then it says daybound. So meaning when he comes into play, it's going to become day, I believe, right? Uh, is that how we is that how we decided that's how that works? I'm pretty sure that's how that... No, no, no. No, no. no. So if, yeah, if it's day, he'll come out day. But if it's night, he'll come out nightbound. So if it's nighttime, he's going to come out as the werewolf? Yes. Really? I believe that's how that works. I could be extremely wrong, and I don't want to do this to the people, but I'm going to have to quickly just Google day-night cycle. <laughs> uh, so I have it. Because I wasn't expecting to talk about day-night cycle in, yeah. in Magic, because... If it becomes day that- or night, or if a day-bound permanent enters the battlefield, track day-night for the rest of the game. As it becomes day, transform all night-bound permanents. If a player casts no... Okay, whatever. Uh, as it becomes night, transform all nightbound permanents. Permanents enter the battlefield nightbound. If a player yeah. casts at least two spells during their own turn, it becomes day. It becomes day next turn. That's confusing as permanents so, enter the battlefield nightbound. Yeah. So it says that like if it's currently night during your turn, uh, you would you would pay the three mana and you would come out as Tovalor the Midnight Scourge. Huh, which interesting. I'll give you a chance to read that. Okay. To the lovelies. Sorry. Uh, I was just, yeah, got confused by this whole day and night thing. Anyway, so Tovlar, the Midnight Scourge, uh, he is the flip side of Tovlar, Dire Overlord. Whenever a wolf or werewolf you control deals combat damage to a player, you draw a card. Same thing. Uh, X, red, green, target wolf or werewolf you control gets plus X 
plus zero and gains trample till end of turn and then nightbound. Um, so the typical, if you cast no spells or two spells or whatever it is, you flip them. Uh, but so yeah, it's uh, this is the this is the clear werewolf tribal commander we've all been waiting for. Um, it cares about you having werewolves and hitting with them to draw cards. Uh, it cares about having a certain number of them so you can flip Torvald or Tovalar into uh, his werewolf side, uh, and then his werewolf side gets you individual Keswick Wolf runs, which is really cool. So. This is great. This is a great uh, werewolf commander I think we've all been waiting for. I love this card. I love this card a lot. I don't think you understand how much I love this card. <laughs> the fact that it keeps the text from both sides doesn't feel like there's a downside to this card whatsoever. I mean, you lose the uh, the at the beginning of the upkeep if you control three or more werewolves. Wolves or werewolves. And I love the fact that it's wolves or or and all werewolves yep. means you can incorporate so many different wolves and you can finally run them in a deck and then you can add the new werewolves into it as well and mwah, chef's kiss to you guys wizards because you you nailed it you absolutely <laughs> nailed it with this commander oh my god i'm so hyped for this commander i want to pull this one so bad and i want to build it so bad um so yeah, the fact that it gives you the Kessig Wolf runs on the on the flip side of this card, and like this is one of this this card is the reason I do like the new day night cycle because it's easy to flip things around if you need them to be flipped, and it's just oh my god, it's so mind boggling how good this card is as a commander for Werewolf Tribal or Wolf Tribal. Um, been looking at Wolf Tribal myself for so long now, yeah. And we finally we finally got it, and I mean X green and red for target wolf you control gains plus x plus zero and gains trample till end of turn is uh it's quite damn good because you can put it on itself and then you can just swing in for commander damage if you wanted to or you could go wide or you could put xenagos the god of revels in this deck and just get you know a butt ton of damage on one creature and get it through because it's got trample and now it's got haste and it's got plus billion plus billion my god i'm super hyped I love the fact that it draws you cards for making things deal damage because you can just yeah. double up on that effect with Auron Frostfang if you really wanted to. And yeah. then give all your werewolves freaking uh, Death Touch. Oh my god, Death Touch and draw two cards. And you can triple yeah. it up with uh, Toski. Oh my god, don't even. <laughs> you, you need a couple minutes, man? You want me to leave you alone? Uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. I swear I'm good. I just, yeah, I love this card so much. Yeah. And I think... Out of all of the cards we've talked about tonight, and I say tonight because we are recording this at currently midnight, uh, so out of all the cards we've talked about today on the episode, this is probably the one I'm most hyped for, and I believe the rest of the community is also really hyped for as well. So because this has been out for a little bit, I understand probably people have already seen this one and probably already know, like, yeah, James, really know everything about this card. Doesn't matter what you're going to do, but you can't tell us anything new with this card, and I understand that, and I feel that in my soul. But I have to express to the world how excited I am to finally have Werewolf Tribal. Yeah, we're going to see a lot more of this uh, tribe, I think, in the near future from uh, games and players. So I'm excited to see uh, how they look. Yeah, and so am I. And we're going to move now to our last card for the episode. And it's a it's a character I didn't think I would see in a standard set, considering she came out, I believe, for the first time in Commander Legends and did something very similar to what she did uh, in Commander Legends. And that's Lisa Forgotten Archangel. 
She is two white, white, and a black for a four, five legendary creature angel with lifelink and flying. It says whenever another non-token creature you control dies, return that card to its owner's hand at the beginning of the next end step. If a creature an opponent controls would die, exile it instead. Angels doing angel things. Yeah, angels doing angel things. Uh, I guess the flicker is really nice uh, and the graveyard shenanigans and the graveyard hate on the uh on the bottom half of her is also really good too because yeah. i mean it doesn't fa- it doesn't affect you at all but it affects your opponents a lot uh yeah. i was thinking about this card for uh my what was it my taste of Karlov deck but yeah. it doesn't really work the way that i want it to because i want my opponent's creatures to die as well um because you have to exile it you kind of lose it and uh you know, it's a little how you going in that aspect, but I mean, as a commander, I this is a very good creature stacksy kind of play. Which I mean, the original Lisa from Commander Legends also saw a lot of play that way as well. Um, yeah, I mean, she's pretty medium. She's not as good as Tolvar. Not gonna lie, like him better. But anyway, um, yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think this is like a, an interesting aristocrats, but like non-token aristocrats deck. I don't know. Um, if you build it specifically to just take advantage of, um, aristocrats with, you know, non-token creatures, I think you could have an interesting build. Um, but honestly, I just, I see this slotting in other, like, you know, odd angel builds or, you know, uh, this slots well in, um, uh, geez, what's the, the Mardu lady who poops out angels, demons, and dragons, um, Oh my god, you've just put me on the spot, and I know I know the card because she got reprinted in Double Masters. Yep. Um, K. It begins with a K. Oh, and it's got a double A in it, and Kalia. I swear to God, Kalia. Kalia, we got there. I'm usually a lot better with the card names when I'm not recording at midnight, but um, it's all good, man. It's all good. We'll give ourselves a, a, a faux pas day, you know, pass on this one. It's so. all good, man. Uh, yeah, like this. <laughs> this I feel like just slots well in those decks. Um, yeah, I mean it's cool. Yeah, I, I yeah I agree. It's medium. It's a it's a cool angel with life link. Uh, this is, this is, you know, again, to me, not going to be uh, a commander. This would just slot into something else. Yeah, I agree with that. And uh, I don't want to leave us on a bit of a, a, a low kind of medium note. So, um, yeah, we almost forgot you one. Just, I mean, I did see you just shared one with me. And, I did. Uh, I, I forgot these were even a thing, not going to lie. Um, but because you shared it with me, why don't you go ahead and read off this commander? Yeah, this, this wasn't on the spoiler sheet for some reason. Um, but, uh, the last one we're going to talk about here, and this is one I'm, I'm going to be building on stream tomorrow. Uh, I'm very excited about, uh, Lind Cheerful Tormentor It's one blue, black, and red for legendary creature, human warlock with death touch. She's a two, four. And then whenever a curse is put onto, excuse me, whenever a curse is put into your graveyard from the battlefield, return it to the battlefield attached to you at the beginning of the next end step. And at the beginning of your upkeep, you may attach a curse attached to you to one of your opponents. If you do, draw two cards. Holy crap, that's cool. Uh, And uh, curses matter. We actually have a curses matter uh, commander that we can abuse and have fun with. Um, The art on this card is insane. Um, I don't know if you like put the cards up on your video version of this, but like she's poking a voodoo doll of the dude who's in all the like new curse cards that we've been getting. Cursed Um, guy which is really yeah. cool. There's like a <laughs> spooky ghost in a mirror behind her, which is super cool. There's another voodoo doll. Like this, the art on this uh, is scary and her neck is bent in a weird way, but still it's, it's really cool. I love the art in this card. She's like staring at you kind of like 
You've Wait. entered my chamber and you've disturbed me from doing my voodoo That's, warlocky yeah. things. And it's just like, my God. Yeah, uh, the little doll of Cursed Guy was the first thing I noticed in this yep. in this art. And then you were like, yo, there's a spirit in the, in the mirror. And I was like, there's a spirit in the mirror? Yeah, and I dude. went back and I was like, whoa, that's creepy. It's so um, creepy. Like, I wonder if that girl's in the room with her and that's the reflection or if that's a ghost in the mirror. I don't know, whatever. Um that's the art theory uh, discussion for another day. Um, <laughs> that is definitely. Uh, but the- yeah, like being able to abuse curses, I think is super fun. And we haven't seen like, I know people did like um, Marchesa as a curse deck before. Uh, but I think having like a dedicated curse commander in Grixis is going to be super fun to build around. And uh, I'm going to be taking apart my Obeka deck to put this one together. So oh. I'm super psyched. Uh, to to wow. have some sort of dirtily cursed deck and and figure that out, figure out how that's gonna work. So, um, shameless plug. I'm sorry, but you know, if you want to check out that stream tomorrow night, I'll be doing the, this build for this. So go for it. I don't know if this episode's gonna be up before you. Stream. Oh yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, you're right. So, so at this point, it's already happened. So go back and watch the vod on Twitch.tv/slash The Commander Crew. There you go. That's it. There it is. Yeah. Unfortunately, we have a little bit of a slower turnaround than you do on your uh, on your videos there. Uh, Ow, mosquito. Die. Uh, yeah, talking about Lind, I mean, uh, everyone was like, oh, you know, Grixis isn't the right colors for, for curses, but I mean, it's the perfect colors for curses. Is it not? What makes it not the perfect colors for curses? I don't know. People were like, I don't feel like Grixis is good color combination for <laughs> curses, but if you look at them, most of your curses are in these colors, and we just got a new one uh, in these, I guess they're uh, they're in the commander decks or they're part of like the specialty commander cards that's only printed in collector's boosters or something or yep. whatever product they were trying to sell with Set these boosters. cards. Um, Curse of Unbinding is a really good card to put in this deck and it's one that came out after I finished building my version of Lind. But Curse of Un- Unbe- Unbinding goes in this deck really well. It is uh, six and a blue for an enchantment curse aura. Sorry, Aura Curse. Enchant player, at the beginning of Enchanted Player's upkeep, that player reveals cards from the top of, top of their library until they reveal a creature card. Put that card onto the battlefield under your control. That player puts the rest of the revealed cards into their graveyard. For damn. seven mana, this is a damn card. Oofed. I love this card. I love this commander. I, again, not colors that I build all that often, um, but I mean, you were saying that you play Rakdos if you splash another color and here we are splashing your favorite color. Blue baby. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, uh, definitely go and check out the VOD and, uh, I will also have my own version of Lind coming out on the YouTube channels as soon as I humanly possibly can. And with that, uh, we're going to pass through to our end step now. And we're going to do the end step cleanup phase. <clears throat> and uh, if you want to continue the conversation or you want to, you know, send us some stuff, uh, do that at Twitter or Instagram at CMDR at arms. Because I definitely want to see all of your deck lists, your deck builds for the commanders that we talked about tonight. Uh, if you want to check out any of our videos, you can do that at Commander at Arms on YouTube. We put the the deck techs up there as well as the podcast goes up there don't forget to like subscribe and share and comment because it definitely helps with the algorithm if you want to buy cards online supporting local game stores and getting them shipped directly to your house you can do that through our affiliate link at tcgplayer.com slash commander at arms we also have our brand new 
uh, Commander at Arms t-shirt. If you want to rock the Commander at Arms logo across your chest on a super soft Bella Canvas shirt, you totally can. I live in Florida and the Bella Canvases are the most comfortable shirt that I have possibly worn. They breathe really easy and, uh, and I love them. So uh, go and check that out in the Etsy link below. That will take you to our Bad Fred Designs page. Go check out everything else on there as well. Um, have some really cool Magic the Gathering nerdy stuff, which is awesome. If you want to support our show directly, you can do that at patreon.com slash commander at arms. We have three tiers in there. All access, or everyone gets access to the Discord channel, uh, but you get some special little adages if you are a patron. And uh, I want to, again, Corey, thank you for coming onto the show and filling in for Paul. I know he appreciates it. I always appreciate it. I love hanging out with you, buddy. We always seem to crack so many jokes, make so many references that we're just, it, I don't know how we weren't best friends before. Um, I don't know, man, but I'm glad we're friends now. <laughs> Definitely. And uh, yeah, so uh, just go ahead and tell all of our listeners where they can find you on the internet. Yeah, you, so you can find us, uh, thecommandercrew.com. Uh, that will link you to all of our stuff. So you can uh, get our YouTube, you can get our Twitch. Uh, all those links are in there. Um, but yeah, mainly we're a YouTube channel. So youtube.com slash thecommandercrew. We do videos a couple times a week. Uh, I'm working on a gameplay video we did a couple weeks ago with Justin Parnell from Commander Versus. So that should be coming out hopefully, um, if not tomorrow, the day after. Uh, well, you it would have come out by the time you're hearing this at this point. Um, so make sure to check that out if you're into like live gameplay videos. Uh, and then, yeah, we stream every Sunday, usually at between eight and 9 PM. We'll do a couple of commander games. Um, but also during the week I do a bonus stream where we either do a live deck build like we're doing this week, uh, or if I can get enough people, maybe we'll do a couple of uh, bonus games. So uh, that can uh, be found at twitch.tv slash the commander crew. And if you ever need a fourth for any of those games, Hit me up. Yeah, I'm man. always around. Yeah, man, definitely. <laughs> if I'm not doing something, I'm always around. I'm so down to play. Yeah, we've been we've been getting some crazy guests lately. Like Justin Parnell was uh, was a guest, like I said. Uh, Lewis Stardust, uh, who is an alt model. Uh, I think she used to be a former Suicide Girl. Uh, we have her coming on on October 3rd. We have Alan from Mental uh, Misplay coming on on October 10th. So we have a, a crazy roster of guests coming up. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it all started with just, you know, a couple of buddies hanging out and playing. And then, you know, we got you and our buddy Kevin uh, from GMGC. And we're just, you know, we're we're going crazy and we're playing as much Commander as we can. And it all started with us and you guys. And uh, honestly, we wouldn't be where we're at uh, without, you know, without you, without Kevin, without all the people who helped us and played games with us early on. Uh, so, yeah, you're definitely always invited to games. You're always invited to anything we do. So, yeah, appreciate you, man. And vice versa, mate. Whenever I, that's the thing is, whenever I get a, there's a, like a spot that I need someone on, it's like, hey, I'm going to hit Corey up. I'm going to hit Kevin up because you guys are fantastic. And I love, love the little community we've kind of built together of content creators pushing out the best possible content for everyone's eyes and their ears. Um, and with that, I'm James. I'm Corey. And you've been listening to the newest episode of the Commander Arms podcast. Peace. See ya.